Hello and welcome to the SaltCast. My name's Ryan Johnson and I'm your host. Today I've got Paul Johnson and Dan Peisner with me today. Uh, Dan, it's been a while and Paul, it's always great having you back. Welcome guys. Thanks Ryan. Thanks Ryan, glad to be here. Good to have Dan with us as well today. Oh, I know it. Dan's always a very welcome presence. Now, glad to be back. Today, I kind of wanted to talk about, I think we, we're a little late in the game with this topic, but I want to talk about the Florida Amnesty uh, program they have out right now. And um, you may remember, I think earlier this year, Florida finally released its economic nexus laws and marketplace facilitator tax laws into its books. Um, it was one of the few remaining states that hadn't, you know, had any legislate legislation on that. Um, but now there's a sales tax amnesty program. So I was hoping you guys could talk about, you know, who this is for, who can take advantage of this. Is it a great program and how you can go about, um, taking care of and getting up into this Florida amnesty program. Yeah, I'll let Dan get into the weeds of it, but um, it's, it's quite unique when it comes to Florida, uh, when they pass this legislation, remote market or remote sellers and the marketplace facilitator legislation, it's, it's a big deal. Florida and Kansas effective July one um, and then Missouri came on board, but they're, they're not going into effect until 2022 or 2023 even. Um, but this, uh, amnesty is, it's almost like a, it's not, not a publicized amnesty. I don't feel like, I feel like there's still a little bit of gray, but, uh, definitely in the legislation and the publications put out by the state of Florida allows for, you know, marketplace sellers, specifically those that are selling through a marketplace facilitators or through a marketplace provider, marketplace facilitator can definitely take advantage of. And I know that we've had a couple of good um, candidates and we've helped uh, a fair fair few uh, clients go through this process and so I'm, I'm grateful to, to have Dan here he can talk a little bit more about his experience and what, what he's seen what do you think Dan thanks Paul uh, I think it's definitely spot-on with uh, with the amnesty uh, the unusual thing about this one is uh, a few years ago there was a, a massive tax amnesty through the MTC, a, 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 a number of states decided that they were going to offer this, this large amnesty program for online sellers, and uh, uh, Florida actually participated in that, and it was kind of an, if you register now and pay tax, collect and remit the tax going forward, we're, we're going to forgive all your past transgressions, so to speak. And in this case, so we thought that that was that was it. Everybody got their bite at the apple. Uh, participation was was decent. It wasn't as good as the states had hoped. We we kind of thought that that they got their one shot or their one opportunity, so to speak, and uh, and that was going to be it. And then this this legislation came along with the the opportunity to uh, requiring registration as of July first. But there was a, a little provision just kind of kind of put in here that says that if you are a remote seller, and and they kind of include in there, uh, and or in this case a marketplace a marketplace seller, if you register as of July first, twenty twenty first, before October first, 2020, 2021, 
and start collecting and, and collect tax if needed, then your past any tax liability through that platform is is going to be forgiven. So in, in essence, it's another bite at the apple uh, for as far as, as this online facilitator uh, amnesty goes. Uh, it should be noted that this is probably going to be the the last shot at an amnesty. Uh, a couple of couple of important provisions to keep in mind with this is this is only for remote sellers who are located who accept orders outside of Florida and fulfill the orders into Florida. Uh, now the law does say it can be from a location in Florida, so Amazon inventory should be okay, okay under this. But if you've had sales offices or or employees or whatnot, if you had Nexus in Florida, other than just through a marketplace facilitator, you may not be eligible for this, and you may not get the benefit. So, uh, before you before you go signing on the on the dotted line or that registration with the July first start date, uh, you you want to look at your Nexus footprint and make sure that this is the right option. Uh, the voluntary disclosure is still out there if you have had uh, presence other than a, through a marketplace facilitator. So you certainly want to consider your options before jumping feet first. Uh, I, I do agree with Paul that definitely that this is uh, for for how good it is. It's it was actually very it was almost done quietly. Uh, the state the state really didn't put it out there that prominently like they have other amnesties. They haven't been promoting it. And from what we've from what we've heard, uh, the the Department of Revenue has been pretty is is ramped up their audits trying to catch taxpayers because I, I think they know that. Uh, that this this is out there, so they're trying to. If 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 the rules are very specific, if you get a notice from the state of any kind, audit, a billing, a collection, you're you're disqualified. So it's it's in, in some essences is almost a, a race to see if you can get there uh, first. And they've they did get a. I'm pretty sure they got information from Amazon uh, through a, one of the subpoena processes. So um, it, it's been interesting. I think what what makes this one also a little bit unique is they talk about uh, remote sellers being um, able to be forgiven of the historical sales. And you think to yourself, well, if you're a remote seller and you didn't have Nexus, Nexus is that minimum connection that that allows the state to uh, require you to collect tax. And so if if I'm a remote seller, the state didn't have economic Nexus in place, then why why would I have any – you know, liability for my historical sales anyway. I mean, the state had no right to impose that I collect tax. But it's specific for Amazon sellers specifically because they have inventory in the state. And it's just so surprising to me the number of Amazon sellers that we talk to, how they don't realize that physical presence, the inventory stored in the Amazon warehouse, whether it be an Amazon warehouse, uh, a 3PL warehouse, your own warehouse, I mean, that gives you physical presence and a requirement to register and so you you do have historical liability which you know also another surprising factor is when people find out they have nexus and a requirement to be registered they, they go ahead and get registered when nexus was established you know several years ago and then now they have all this historical liability so i think it's wise dan you bring up the vda because if you did and you don't classify as a remote seller with a caveat of remote sellers are also, in this specific instance, considered Amazon sellers with inventory stored in a warehouse, which isn't the case in other states, but in this specific case. So if you 
if you have employees, sales reps, 1099 contractors, you make deliveries in your own vehicles, whatever the case may be, then this amnesty program may not be right for you, but a VBA may be right for you. Absolutely, Paul. And, uh, you know, if you had one way to, to, I think, look at this this program, if you're an Amazon seller, if you if your only presence in the state of Florida is that you had inventory in the state you, uh, through a warehouse, if you hadn't had any other presence in the state, this is this is really a, a golden opportunity and it's the best insurance that you could buy. I mean, you register effective July 1st, 2021 with the state. Uh, even if you technically didn't have the requirement to register anyway, because that it it's specifically says if you register as of that date, your past liability is forgiven, and then sales prior to everything after July 1st, it's made through a marketplace facilitator, is going to be or marketplace seller is going to be forgiven in that. Now, if you have if you have sales through a non-facilitator channel. Uh, if you're making sales through uh, Shopify or through your through another platform on your own website, you are going to have to collect and remit those taxes, and there could be some some liability issues on those after July 1st. So uh, there could be some consideration there, uh, but but it really is. I mean, this is if if Amazon's had warehouses in Florida forever, so this mm -hmm. is. I mean, this is an amazing opportunity. Uh, there are traps for the un for the unwary here, uh, so you want to make sure that you don't have some other physical presence mm -hmm. that would toss you out of this program. But for for those that truly do qualify, that they had no uh, they have no physical presence other than maybe an Amazon warehouse, uh, it it makes perfect sense to to register, start collecting the the taxes through any other plat and non facilitator platforms that you've got, but. Uh, <clears throat> And then just report those sales on a on a going forward basis. Uh, there, there really is at this point, I can't think of any arguments uh, aside from what I already mentioned for for not doing it. Yeah, I think also um, businesses ought to consider strongly registering just because of the forgiveness. And <clears throat> and you may think to yourself as a business, you know, Amazon is now required and and collecting that tax going forward from July one forward so why why bother register if amazon's got it taken care of well the historical liability is reason enough to get registered and at least just file a, a nil return to again <clears throat> get relief of the historical liability that was there um so it's something to definitely consider i mean obviously as as businesses who are registered are considering now deregistering or closing their uh their account down to to mitigate their uh, number of returns that are filed, but um, I think this one makes sense to file a nil return in order to, to clear up that uh, historical liability that was there for the remote seller specifically. Absolutely. If, uh, you know, if, if filing a few zero returns for a year gets you out of, you know, three, four, five plus years worth of, of um, five six figure back liabilities and that's a that's a great trade-off yeah. uh, and, and what you alluded to earlier we actually have had a couple of clients that we've we've taken through this process and it's i mean uh, unlike prior amnesties there's really nothing to it there's no contract to sign there's no writing in to to request there's no automatic there's no submission you have to do to a website 
Uh, I mean, if we hadn't seen the department really put out any guidance on it. Like we said, they've been silent on this practically. It's a, it's basically a footnote in a in a press release. But you, all you have to do is is just register if with the start date of July first. So it, it's uh, you know we did this for a few clients and um, they were. I, I will say that that between between them they wiped out. Uh, a healthy six figures worth of potential tax liability. So it, it was, I mean, it, it, it was a perfect timing for them. It was a great value. And, you know, for a few, we're having to file a few $0 returns since all their sales are, are through facilitators. It's a great trade-off. I mean, that's, it, it's just, you can't say enough about it. Yeah, no doubt. It's, it's awesome. Yeah, sales tax liability can be, quite hefty if if you are you know doing quite a bit of business and you're unaware of what your responsibility may be it can be quite the put quite the damage on your bottom line if you're having to pay six figure fees oh i can't even imagine you know that reminds me ryan of uh being at uh the white label expo uh, just a couple the last couple of weeks ago in Las Vegas, and uh, you know we're going to the White Label Expo in in New York next week or in two weeks, and uh, one of the 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 most asked questions that we would ask of uh, people that attended the show was is, is sales tax keeping you up at night, and sometimes we would get the answer no it's not, and and our response was well well maybe it should be because you're not aware of right. of what's out there. Uh, it should be keeping you up. How much is at stake, and what what your liability is? So, you know, a what's next call? It's just a it's a free consultation call. It's just a click away. Very easy, very uh, very simple, and offers you the peace of mind to to know that you can sleep at night without having to stress too much. And uh, I think it's awesome. No, exactly. And you know, we are the sales tax people. I mean, we eat, sleep, drink live sales tax and so like knowing that this florida amnesty really wasn't publicized just goes to show how valuable this what's next call could be um because that's something that we could help you recognize that you could take advantage of and um it really is just a phone call away uh, scheduling a time with us and we can you know oftentimes dan will be on the phone paul will be on the phone and help you get the peace of mind uh, to move forward. So again, uh, thank you, Dan. Thank you, Paul, for being on with me today. I think this is great information, and it could really help out a lot of people. My pleasure. Thanks, Ryan. Yep. We'll talk to you all later. Take care.